great regular season, lackluster postseason. What can we expect this year from the Wilds' top D pairing in Jared Spurgeon and Jake Middleton? Plus, where did they rank numbers-wise amongst pairings that had a ton of minutes? We discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? What's happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day, if you have not already. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes as we move through the rest of the offseason. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we lay out the season expectations for Jared Spurgeon and Jake Middleton. We'll look at their statistics amongst some of the other D pairings that logged a ton of minutes together this past season. We'll look at how that didn't translate in the postseason and what we can expect from both Spurgeon and Middleton this season as well. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and uh, glad to have you back here for a Tuesday edition of Lockdown Wild. And with time winding down before we get to the start of training camp and the preseason, we're consolidating Lockdown Wild boot camp a little bit, and we're going to focus specifically on D pairings together. We've got the goalies to get to as well as the coaching staff. So we want to make sure we get everything in before the games start to hit. And so today we'll start with the top pairing for the Minnesota Wild, uh, that being Jared Spurgeon and Jake Middleton. And I want to hit you with the stat right off the bat. This is courtesy of moneypuck.com. And if you look throughout the entirety of the NHL, D pairings that played at least a thousand minutes together, there were eight of them in the NHL, in the entirety of the NHL this past season. Um, and the Minnesota Wilds had the top D pairing in terms of goals against per 60 minutes that being Jake Middleton and Jared Spurgeon. They allowed just 28 goals in 76 games. That's a 1.65 goals per 60 minutes against. Uh, scored 28 goals themselves while uh, out there on the ice. But uh, that was best amongst any of the D pairings that played at least 1,000 minutes together. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes had the second best uh, in Slavin and Burns um, in terms of uh, goals against per 60 minutes. And so an effective combo for the Minnesota Wild. And Jared Spurgeon had a good regular season once again. But we saw what we have seen over the last couple of seasons in the postseason where he kind of gets pushed around. Having Jake Middleton as his, his pairing partner has helped because Middleton obviously has a little more size and can try to combat some of that. But we have seen this become a problem 
throughout the postseason over the last few years is you're going up against bigger players and Spurgeon just is not able to translate that defensive success during the regular season into the postseason. That uh, goals against per 60 minutes for uh, Middleton and Spurgeon at 1.65 in the regular season, it balloons to 3.92 in the postseason this past year. And so just not able to carry that success into the regular season. But this is the go-to pairing for the Minnesota Wild on defense. This is the one that Dean Evason uses in a ton of different situations. You obviously have Middleton who brings the physicality, but also is uh, very, very good on defense himself. And Jared Spurgeon um, has shown time and time again throughout the course of his career that he has the ability to make plays that a lot of defensemen just cannot do. And once these two were united on that top pairing, the uh, wild defense started to really slot in and uh, follow suit. And by and large, it was just a solid season uh, for those two guys, um, as evident by the numbers that they put up on a pairing together. Now, they bring contrasting styles. Middleton is certainly not... um, an offensive defenseman, he definitely is a defensive defenseman. And so you're not going to get a ton in the way of goals and points from him. We've seen Jared Spurgeon uh, over the uh, past couple of seasons. We've seen his goal totals be uh, near double digits or at double digits. Uh, in fact, four out of the last five seasons, he has hit double digits in goals. So he certainly is uh, capable of stepping up in the play and providing some help offensively, something that the Wild were not able to do as much this past season as they were two years ago. Two years ago, they had a ton of points from the the defense position because they handled the puck so much that defensemen were able to push up in the play uh, and uh, help out offensively. This past season, that was not the case. And so... Maybe there's a hope that uh, the Wilds can go back to that with a little bit more consistent offense and an offense that is more able to control the puck, push the action up the ice, that maybe you see some of Spurgeon's numbers um, climb back up here over the course uh, of this season. So it's the top pairing for the Wilds, and as a result, they draw a lot of attention They uh, draw some tough assignments, too. Now, that's not to say that Jonas Brodeen and Brock Faber are just unplayable, because they obviously are not. But this is the pairing that Dean Evison trusts the most. And so they are the ones that draw that top billing a lot of the time. And regular season, it worked great. Postseason, it did not. So... Going to be very interesting to see if that happens again or if we start to see some changes to where, you know, they can find a way to not get bullied around um, as has happened the last couple of seasons. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the expectations and some of the things to watch 
But uh, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the statistics for both Jared Spurgeon and Jake Middleton. We'll see where they slotted in last year and what we can expect this season from both Middleton and Spurgeon. That is on the way as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. The NFL season is underway and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Unfortunately, if you put money on the Minnesota Vikings, you did not reap those benefits here in week one. But don't worry, the season is young and there are plenty more opportunities to throw on the Vikings in hopes that they win a ton of games. And if they do win a ton of games, you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Justin Jefferson is going to be a very attractive target in the over 100 yards category every game this season. So make sure you don't miss out because he is probably going to cash that more often than he doesn't. Make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will be starting our Central Division crossovers tomorrow as we'll talk with Nick Morgan of Locked on Predators. Getting a sense of where Nashville is at heading into the season, we're going to try to run through these with the entire Central Division uh, before the season gets going, so stay tuned for that. Time running out before the uh, regular season hits. Exactly one month from today, the Minnesota Wild will be playing at home against the Florida Panthers. We are officially in the one-month warning before the start of the regular season, so stick with us. We'll get you set every step of the way for uh, what hopefully will be another exciting season for the Minnesota Wild. So from a statistics standpoint, let's look at where both Jared Spurgeon and Jake Middleton ended this past season. Spurgeon played in 79 games, which was the most he's played in a season since 2018-2019. He finished with 11 goals, 23 assists, 34 total points, uh, was a plus 32 on the season, which as things started off, didn't look like that was going to be an attainable number. And uh, Spurgeon did some good work um, in just being on the ice for a lot of goals. And uh, it led to his uh, plus minus uh, being just one off of his career high set back in 2016-2017. Uh, did finish with 14 penalty minutes, which was the most he's had since 2019-2020. But 14 penalty minutes in 79 games is not a ton. Uh, Spurgeon had one power play goal and three power play assists. So uh, with the fact that Kalen Addison played uh, a lot of power play time, we saw um, Alex Goligoski get power play time. And then when John Klingberg was acquired by the Minnesota Wild, that's the spot that he stuck until the Wild were eliminated in the postseason. So not a lot in the way of, uh, of power play time for uh, Spurgeon here uh, over the course of the season, but uh, he did still uh, net a power play goal. 21 minutes, 49 seconds of ice time, uh, which was the most that he's had since 2020-2021. 179 blocks was a career high. 
uh, shattering his previous career high of 157 back in 2015-2016. Also had 66 hits, 15 takeaways, 20 giveaways, and uh, finished 13th in all-star voting, 11th in uh, Lady Bing voting, and 13th in Norris Trophy voting this past season. So again, statistically in the regular season, Spurgeon had uh, a fine year. Uh, postseason, those numbers just uh, did not translate uh, to that same level of success. Spurgeon had two points in six games. He was a minus six in that series, four penalty minutes. Um, and it just, it, it went, it seemed like he was on the ice for every goal that the Dallas Stars scored in that series. Now, Jake Middleton, his numbers looked like this. Middleton, in 79 games, had three goals, 12 assists. The 12 assists were a career high. The 15 points were a career high. The plus 15 was a career high. 72 penalty minutes uh, on the season for Middleton. He uh, did not log any points on the power play because he, he might have played once or twice on the, the power play, but really did not. Um, hardly at all. So you wouldn't expect there to be any power play points there. Um, but did have one shorthanded assist uh, and shot 3.8% on 79 shots. Played 19 minutes, two seconds of ice time on average per game. 155 blocks was a career high. 115 hits was three off of his personal best uh, set two years ago when he was acquired by the uh, Minnesota Wilds um, at the trade deadline. So had 118 hits that season, 18 takeaways, 23 giveaways for Middleton, who again, not going to light it up on the stat sheet, but is just going to give you a lot in the way of blocks and hits and physical defensive play and a good job just being a responsible defenseman for this team. And the fact that he was traded for Capo Kakinen, uh, this is, it's not going to, I don't think, ever top the Philip Gustafson trade, but this has to be up near the list, near the top of the list in terms of Bill Guerin trades uh, that have certainly worked out. And couple it with the fact that you trade Kakinen, who you are hoping is kind of your young goalie of the future, and then you sign Cam Talbot to be um, kind of a bridge goalie. You trade him for what ends up being a uh, young goalie of at least the near future in Philip Gustafson. It just, it could not have worked out any better for, uh, for Bill Guerin uh, with that trade. Now, from a statistics standpoint, let's just look at uh, where things are looking for uh, both Middleton and Spurgeon. For this upcoming season, we're going to look at projections courtesy of the uh, fantasy hockey realm uh, of ESPN, just using this as kind of a barometer to gauge where we think various players will uh, slot in. Uh, Jake Middleton expected to play 64 games this season. The guy is pretty durable and just even though he plays physically, he doesn't really show any signs of getting dinged up. So I think he's going to smash the over 
on uh, 64 games played, two goals, nine assists, 11 total points um, on the season for Middleton. And honestly, it's not about the points for him. So if he finishes with 10 to 15 points, two or three goals, that's fine. I I wouldn't be surprised if he slots in slightly less uh, in terms of goals and points than he did this past season because the offense needed to come from elsewhere. He's he's not going to be somebody that is high up on the list in shooting the puck. Uh, in the priority of who should shoot while out on the ice. And so I'm going to say probably the under on those numbers, but the ones that matter are the uh, the defensive metrics too. And he should be, you know, right around 150 blocks again, somewhere between 110, 120 hits. And so if he hits those numbers, then uh, things are working just fine for uh, for Jake Middleton. Now, Let's look at uh, Jared Spurgeon's projections uh, for this season. Pegged by ESPN to play in 75 games, 10 goals, 24 assists, a plus 30 on the season. Um, Honestly, I could see, hear me out on this. I could see another double-digit goal campaign for Jared Spurgeon because I just am not of the belief that this wild offense is going to be as bad as it was last season at possessing the puck, which I think is going to lead to less pressure being put on the wild defense to kind of be playing, kind of hedging their bets, even with the wild in the offensive zone and having kind of essentially one foot out the door to try to go back to cover if uh, there ends up being an odd man rush or things along that line. I don't think that that's going to be as big of a problem this year, which means that your defensemen are going to be able to be more involved in the play um, and having a uh, pairing partner in Jake Middleton, who is way more of the defense oriented player allows Jared Spurgeon to, uh, to weave more in to the offense. So it's not going to surprise me at all. If we see another double digit goal season from Jared Spurgeon, He's been that pretty consistently over the last few years. And so if you get somebody who is a 10 to 12 goal scorer and is somewhere around 25 to 35 points, that seems like a pretty standard area for him to end up from a points perspective. The big numbers to watch for this D pairing are going to be the goals against and the amount of time that they log as uh, line pairing partners uh, throughout the course of the season. If they can hit a thousand again this year, that's going to be a uh, pretty solid accomplishment uh, for Spurgeon and Middleton. The big issue, uh, as you look at it too, as I mentioned, Spurgeon getting into 79 games this year, uh, that being the most he's had since 2018, 2019, being 33. Now you worry about uh, the age, you worry about uh, some of the, Some of the injuries that have uh, caught Spurgeon here and there has played a full season, a full 82-game season once. And so there is some worry there. But um, as long as this pairing is healthy, they should, uh, again, be a uh, top contributor uh, for this team on the defensive side of the puck. Now, what does being the top pairing for a uh, team do? entail 
And what do we think of the value brought in by uh, both Jared Spurgeon and Jake Middleton on their contracts? We'll discuss that to finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, once again, you can join us tomorrow as Nick Morgan of Locked on Predators stops by for a crossover edition of the Central Division Collision uh, between the Wild and the Predators, gearing us up for the uh, start of the season with some burning questions for both sides. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for that as we uh, continue to get you set for the start of the season. Expectations for the top D pairing for the Wilds. Well, shut everybody down. That's, uh, that's a big one. Honestly, for me, the thing that I'm going to be keeping an eye on over the uh, next couple of seasons is the Jared Spurgeon contract. Because in the athletics uh, contract evaluation that we talked about with Matt Boldy being such a steal uh, right now for this team, generating a ton of uh, additional value, surplus value for uh, what he is currently signed at. Uh, we looked through and discussed, and Jared Spurgeon was playing his contract essentially even. So he was playing as a seven-ish million-dollar player, um, but wasn't bringing a ton of additional value above that. So if he's playing as a seven, if he's playing as a defenseman that's basically giving equal output to what he's being paid. That's fine, especially at this part of his career, that uh, that post 30 portion of uh, of his playing career. That's fine because seven million dollar defenseman playing that type of hockey, you're going to get some pretty good things. My concern is what happens when the value put out starts to drop below the levels of that contract and it may not be something that we see for one or two or three years it may not be something that we see really at all but there is potential that we end up seeing you know okay this year he played like more like a five million dollar a year defenseman the next year he played more like a three million dollar a year defenseman it's if we start to see those big substantial drops in production uh, that lead to some panic as to is this going to be a contract that the Wild are looking at and saying, yikes, we uh, we got to find a way to make this work over the last few years of the deal. Because as we move through the next two seasons, we've talked at length about the players that are locked into this roster. There aren't a ton but it's guys like Jewel Erickson Eck, Freddie Goudreau, Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, and then Jonas Brodine and Jared Spurgeon. They're not going to be around forever. And so as long as they are producing at a level that meets what they are being paid, there's not going to be an issue. But if the production starts to drop, or if we continue to see the issues that have plagued, in particular, Spurgeon, in the postseason with just being pushed up and down the ice by bigger and more physical players, 
that's where the problems hop in. Now, for Jake Middleton, his assignments are pretty clear, is to be physical out there, is to be kind of that defensive force that uh, that drives the top of this uh, wild defense. It's not like you're expecting him or requiring that he gets you somewhere around eight to 10 goals. You're taking all of the offense as a bonus and are just hoping that he runs around and hits people at full speed and uh, just makes life miserable for players, especially along the boards, uh, which is why this pairing works. I think is you have Spurgeon who is more than capable of, uh, of playing good defense and jumping up in the play when necessary. Um, although some of those offensive skills, that's another thing to, uh, to keep an eye on is how some of those offensive skills start to translate here over the next couple of seasons. But you've got Middleton who is very sound defensively and is capable of staying back and, um, and covering ground where Spurgeon can kind of push the play forward. Uh, I think that's why that's an effective combo uh, for the Wilds here and has been for the last couple of seasons. And they're going to need it to be again this season because while we don't potentially see any regression from a goalie standpoint on the Philip Gustafson side just because of how sound he is. I know we talked about worst case scenarios uh, in yesterday's show uh, and goaltending being one of them, having some regression. But Philip Gustafson's calm style leads to believe that there there isn't going to be a huge drop in his numbers uh, or maybe any drop, but having a pairing like this in front is going to help, uh, especially, you know, with Marc-Andre Fleury out there, that contrasting style of, of goalie play and just going up against the, the number of top level players that uh, frequent the Western Conference and the Central Division as well. Having that pairing up top that can uh, can try to neutralize those guys. Having, in the case of playing the Edmonton Oilers, having the ability to match up with both Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and uh, feel like you like your odds of slowing those guys down. That is key. And that's key for this team who has relied heavily on their defense and their goaltending to bail out an offense that um, dropped 60 goals last year from two years ago to last year. So if that offense struggles again, there will be reliance on the defense and the goaltending to win this team games. And so if Spurgeon and Middleton are on their game this year, as they have been, if they stay healthy, if they stay productive, if they stay together, they will be a force to be reckoned with for this Minnesota Wild team throughout the course of the season. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, if you have not already, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new content throughout the course of the week leading up to the start of the season in a couple of short weeks. Make sure you follow us on social media as well. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.